Welcome back to another episode of The Set Position. Uh, I'm Cole Orner, along with your, my co-host, Zach Kruger. We have a special guest on today, Micah Collins. Micah, I'll go ahead and let you introduce yourself, and then we'll get rolling with our topic for the day. Hey, what's going on? Um, currently, I'm a coach with the Philadelphia Union Youth. Uh, previously, I was a goalkeeper coach at Michigan State University with the men and the women's side um, with the goalkeepers. And then previous to that, I was at Belmont University on the women's side, working with the goalkeepers as well. Um, and then prior to that, I was at a school, a D3 school called Greenville University as a GA and also working with the goalkeepers there. So a lot of goalkeeper background. Um, I played at Penn State for four years. Um, before that, I played at Villanova University for one year from Pennsylvania originally. Very nice. And what do you do now with the uh, Philadelphia Union? So um, we work kind of hand in hand with the academy at uh, the union. So our role is to try to work with local clubs and uh, we call them club affiliates and run kind of camps and clinics, try to try to find kids and put them into a pool. And eventually the goal is to try to develop kids to get into the academy system. So kind of like a pre-academy um, uh, system. Very nice. So you're kind of out in the front line trying to find these kids and hopefully try to build a pool up to, to continue to make the club yeah. better. Yeah, trying to get, you know, homegrown players eventually and which ultimately, you know, will make the club better. Very nice. Very nice. So I think a lot of the topic today we're looking to kind of break into is position, the goalkeeper positioning. Um, obviously, there's, there's so much that goes into goalkeeper positioning and um, we can break it down bit by bit. But I think kind of where we want to start off i mean how does how does positioning change depending on the phase of the game or the third of the field that um the game is being played within um i'll start with the third of the field so i know i see it a lot in younger goalkeepers or you know especially coming from a college perspective when you're out recruiting um you can really tell the confident goalkeepers in the ones that are if the ball's on the other side of the field they're outside their box they're talking they're they're 30 yards up the field sometimes 40 depending on how confident it, um he or she is but um you know so positioning there just ready for you know a ball played over top they can get a pat back pass or anything like that um versus if you know you see a goalkeeper who's inside their six when the ball's on in their attacking half um it just screams unconfidence in in that um what what was the other question and then kind of how does it change um i mean it kind of goes into just the different moments within the game so the different phases how does how does positioning change within within those different moments or phases i don't know exactly um trying to think do you have like an example or anything i'm thinking the soccer's four phases like you have when you're in possession when you're out of possession when you're transitioning to possession when you're transitioning to out of possession yeah, I mean, in possession, you're going to be higher up the field. I'm thinking, imagine the ball in, in your attacking third, you're going to be higher up the field kind of situation we're talking about. Whereas, um, you know, if it's in your defensive third, you're going to be sitting back more inside your six. However, you're going to position yourself to receive a back pass, especially in the modern game. Goalkeepers should be able to use his or her feet just as well. Uh, I hope the goalkeepers that I trained um, really wanted them to be comfortable, just as comfortable as, as the field players uh, with their feet. So um, as when I was a player, 
what we taught was if the ball's imagine the ball's at with the left outside back, I should move myself and get outside of the goal frame to receive a back pass. Um, however, they're starting to teach now that you stay within your frame. So you stay within within your goal frame. So you receive a back, back pass, you're in your six, the goal is directly behind you, um, and then play the ball out. So uh, I don't know how, you know, which one, because uh, I'm still in, in the mindset of you get outside your, your goal frame in case you mess up. It actually happened to me one time as a youth player playing in region one play with Delco, I came out of back pass. It went right under my foot, but because I was out of the frame, it went out for a corner kick. But um, so that's kind of positioning when we're in possession, out of possession. Um, so balls in our attacking third, uh, we're oh, sorry, in our defending third, you know, you're going to be more back on your line set for a shot. Uh, depending on where it is. So if the ball is 40 yards up the field, I might be in a staggered uh, sprinter stance so uh, and higher off the field because um, I'm anticipating a through ball. So I'm off my line ready to come out um, and collect it. However, however, I see if I see uh, the attacker in a shooting about to shoot, put, puts her head down, puts his head down, you know, I'm going to get back, it's set for a shot. So a lot of little different things. Um, especially with thinking about with Michigan State and with, with, with um, the college kids of trying to teach them how to, how to read the game. So that reading the game is going to determine how you set yourself, how you position yourself. Very nice. I think we're kind of noticing within the game now that goalkeepers are kind of, we like to say, staying connected with their back four mm-hmm. um, and staying connected with that back four. So they're, so they're ready for, as you were talking about that through ball and able to come off their line and, um, kind of thwart away some of those opportunities that another team may have where I think previously in years past, I think a lot of times it's been the goalkeeper kind of staying back a bit more. They're not as connected with their back line and they're kind of waiting for there being more of that shot stopper, waiting for the opportunity to just make the save instead of maybe eliminating some of those opportunities earlier on. And I think it's important now for goalkeepers to be playing that higher line so that they can be prepared to deal with some of those through balls and um, ultimately help start the attack. Yeah, no, definitely. I remember I was just watching now that, you know, because the coronavirus that uh, they're playing reruns and everything. I was, I think I was watching the first MLS cup final ever back in the nineties, maybe like 96 or something. And the water was like, there was water all over the field. It was crazy. Um, Really bad field, but you know, at that time they could pass it back to the goalkeeper and he could pick it up. And that was back in the nineties. I was like, so we had just been start. We just started playing. I remember I was U nine when the rule had changed, I think maybe U eight, something like that. But yeah, as the games evolved, as they changed those rules that you have to position yourself, you have to be an extra attacker. Yeah. And I think the other piece to that is, which I know this is another topic that we're going to be talking about is that in position, you can limit opportunities by opposing team by controlling space and behind the back four. Mm-hmm. You know, Manuel Neuer, his first one that comes to my mind. Like, I mean, look at the way he plays. Uh, teams that try to play through, he's always there to gobble stuff up with his feet or even his hands, sometimes even his head. So I think it's just important to think about if you're so far disconnected, right? And, and if we're talking about, like, the youth game, you, there's the stigma. Well, you stay in your 18. A lot of coaches just tell them to stay in their 18. But they're actually doing a disservice to their development as a goalkeeper because they need to be able to stay connected and they're actually hurting themselves with giving them more space and behind their back four. So 
definitely something interesting to talk about. Cole is a little bit about like when you played Division Two soccer, how important was dictating and controlling that back, you know, that space and behind your back four and, and communicating and and being a, being comfortable with the ball your feet, even at you know a Division Two level, because I know Mike, you played Division One, but um, Cole talk about like a, even at, even at a lesser level. Yeah, I think it was something that at first it was a bit um, foreign because it was not necessarily something that I had been not growing up in a club system or anything like that. It was one of those things that I quickly had to learn, but it was something that I realized that I loved part of the game because now I realized that I wasn't getting, I wasn't seeing nearly as many opportunities as I was when I was kind of sitting back a little bit more deeper deeper within the 18 and, and not dealing with a lot of that stuff coming through. And then just from the fact of commanding my back four, I think I was being more proactive and not so much reactive in, in my decision-making. So I was, I was able to, to eliminate a lot of the opportunities before they ever happened because I was staying connected with my back four because I was commanding them and, and shifting and moving them into a position that didn't allow the other team to, to break through and have the opportunities. Yeah. And for me, I would say, um, going into college, I probably wasn't as comfortable as I was coming out. And what helped me get more comfortable to get higher off my line um, and to see that stuff was just being able to read the game, starting to think ahead, you know, thinking of it as a chess mass, match um, and thinking steps ahead. So then that helped me position myself. And likewise, um, uh, as I got more comfortable with my feet, I got, I would start to get higher off my line. So imagine that the ball's you know, in our attacking end, I would be a lot higher because I was comfortable. I was confident um, if the ball was played over that I could use my feet and keep possession. Uh, I spent a lot of time in the racquetball courts. I highly recommend that if you have that, get, get into a racquetball court and get touches on the ball. Yeah. Yeah. My, my dad was my coach growing up at like a little rec, you know, team in Hanover. And, uh, you know, he, I, I, luckily I had the experience with him that he was like, dude, you gotta get up. Like you gotta push up. You can't stay back here. And so from like a really young age for me, like it was, it was good. Cause I was always connected. I never felt uncomfortable with, at, with the ball, at my feet, even all the way back to like U10. I've always been a goalie too. You know, I've, I've been a goalie since I was pretty much born. I had two older brothers who both played. So I was just thrown in, but I was lucky that I had a coach who, when I was young, that told me to step up and get out of my 18. We even had like a, this is so stupid. We even had a, like a little sign that my dad would like, it was just like a thumbs up or something. But it's like, he'd be like, that means put the ball on your feet and just dribble out of the back. Like, which now like looking at it, like, man, that was so stupid. But sometimes like it worked, like people would be like, oh my God, like, what's going on here? Like, you gotta think like Hammer Soccer Club is just not, you know, a premier or high level. So the teams you were playing weren't good. So it was nice to see like a coach, even though it was my dad, I get it. But like, it was nice to see a coach to have confidence in me with the ball, my feet, even though I'm a goalkeeper. Right. So I, I feel like that is something that's huge to be taught at a young age. And honestly, the goalkeepers I just worked with at Chippensburg as an assistant on the men's side, you know, I had one that could ping the ball wherever he wanted on the field and he could just hammer it. But then another one who was, you know, six foot five and couldn't kick a ball. So like, it was a really dynamic situation and I had to really teach him. And I kind of use what you said, Mike, I use like a racquetball court, but I just used the fence around the field and I have, I put like up a little, you know, we had, we had uh, like flags up and I was like, listen, you're just aiming for that flag, get the ball to backspin a certain way and, and started working on his distribution then. But once I got him to be uh, comfortable with it and, and taking space away behind the back four, 
uh, helped us win more games because we did lose games because he couldn't keep the ball at his feet and then, and our kids wouldn't pass the ball back to him. So it uh, definitely has an impact on the game. So I like that reference. It was good. Yeah, I like how, um, you know, there's been a push for futsal lately too, which I think is huge for goalkeeper development with their yeah. feet especially. You know, I always push um, as a coach small side of games because as a goalkeeper you get a ton of shots, which is fun, but you're also involved with your feet a ton. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think that's great that we're, we're pushing kids to be more involved with their feet because I think that does ultimately go in, into positioning. I mean, if we're having a good position, we're staying connected, we're ultimately going to have to deal with balls at our feet and we need to be confident in doing so. Um, and just kind of thinking back to my playing time, just in terms of the positioning part, I don't think – I feel like I never really stopped moving when I was in a game. I don't – maybe the only time I stopped moving was when the ball went out for a throw-in. So but it was only for like a split second just to like realize, okay, the ball went out for a throw in and then to set my mind for what's the next thing to happen. Or even the other opportunity, other time would be a goal score. I mean, that was about the only time that I really stopped moving. But other than that, I mean, throughout the game, I was constantly changing my position, changing where I was at on the field, left, right, up, back, closer, closer to the halfway line, closer to my, to my 18. But I don't, I don't really ever feel like I stopped moving in a game. And it was always – just constantly getting myself in a position that was in line with the ball. So I was prepared for, for what was happening. And now I don't know for the two of you, I mean, do you guys feel the same way when you were playing? Is that something you'd like to see from the goalkeepers now? Or do you like it that they kind of find the position, stay there and then change? But what are your thoughts? No, I think they should always be changing personally. Um, and it just shows that you're constantly thinking, you're constantly engaged in the game. So especially if the ball's, you know, there's a lot of games where you might only have to make two saves and so you, but more on the mental side of things you have to stay engaged to make sure when the ball does come down you're going to make that save so um if you see a goalkeeper you know constantly moving that tells me they're smart because they're constantly thinking about where the ball is going to be what they need to do and they're always engaged yeah i mean for me i think the point that things start to change and i start to think about shot stopping is when we start to kind of back as we're retreating in that transitional moment. And that's, that's when I think you really need to start to think about your positioning as much as possible uh, as the shot may be coming. Let's just say they're entering into our defensive third and we are retreating a little bit to keep our angle, to keep, get, get into that set position. But other than that, man, I'm always fluid. I'm always moving with the play. I feel like you should always be an option. If the ball comes over the top, you should be ready. And I love the point that, you know, you just said that you're like, you need to be mentally into the game. And I feel like it's, is critical. Your positioning is keeping you attached to the game mentally and physically. So the reference I've always told my players is it's like a game of foosball, like table soccer, you know, and with the bar moves, everyone moves. So if the ball moves, we got to move with it as well. You, you can't be stationary. Uh, the only time you're really stationary is, is kind of when the game's over, you know? So, and honestly, man, like sometimes you get caught by surprise in positioning and, and you have to kind of deal with the situation you're being dealt so if, if you, especially if you're mentally lagging, those situations become uh, more common. So if you're on it, your positioning's on, you're going to make more saves, 100%. Yeah. I, just, um, I just had a thought coming to mind. I was, I was thinking about cutbacks and just positioning within cutbacks. And I think where do you think – I think some, some goalkeepers are – they want to come all the way to their, to their near post and get prepared for that cutback and then want to retreat in. What are your thoughts on that, Mike? I mean, I think it kind of varies a lot on the goalkeeper itself and where they think they should be positioned. Um, and then maybe when should you be going to that near post? If 
from a distance wise, how close is that uh, the attacking player? What are your thoughts? Yeah, um, especially with the college college players. Um, I know early in preseason we always just go through you know different days. You know, we'll start with handling one day, but the day that we go through you know crosses and th- those situations, we kind of just put the ball in different spots and say where should we be, um, and just really simple, but. Uh, also, I, this is again going back to when, as when I was in college. I started to think. I'm like, I'm thinking as a goalkeeper because I'm, you know, I don't want to get scored on. But I need to start thinking like an attacker. What does the attack? What's the attacker thinking right now? So if I start to think what the attacker is thinking, I can put myself in a very better position for this. So imagine the ball's out wide. Um, if it's an outswinger, if we know the person's right footed and it's going to be an outswinger where am I going to position myself? It's a lot different than if they cut back, like we just talked about. Um, I'm going to be a little bit closer to my line and a little bit more near post because if I think about it, um, you know, it it depends where where the ball is with the sideline. But, um, you know, where's this ball going to in-swing to? So putting yourself in that situation to uh, deal with that. So if she's closer to or if she's closer to the near post and maybe it's a shot so I do need to get near post however just depending um on the foot of the player and um you know where where he or she is depends on my positioning no and I, I love the point you brought up about what foot are they using obviously depending on the side of the field they're on and the foot that they're using is going to also determine our position can we let's say it's you got a, a right winger so that would be our left hand it was the right winger the opposing team that'd be a left-handed side and they're they're right-footed we may play a bit higher off our line because we know that it's going to be an outswinging cross so we can now prepare ourselves to get a little bit higher up the field so maybe we can come collect that collect that cross a little bit easier now if it's on that same side and we know that that player is left-footed and they like to cut it back on their left foot and swing it in that way we might have to sit a bit deeper on our line to be prepare for that in-swinging cross so i think that's a great point that you make in our position. I think that's all the mental side of the game of constantly thinking about what's happening at the different parts of the field. So we're prepared um, and putting ourselves in the right position. Yeah. Another little detail for, you know, the more advanced goalkeepers is, is to also look at their, where their eyes are, where their head is. So do they pick their head up? Are they looking at goal? You know, if they're looking at goal, then I need to retreat and get set in that. If, if they pick their head up and they're looking at the PK spot, I can push off my line a little bit. So just little yeah. details like that as well. Yeah, that's what I was about to say that. That was a great, really good point. Stole my point there. It's cool, man. Uh, I, I always told him, like, if, if their head's down, and let's say they cut back, let's, let's say it's the same forward, that right-sided forward. So on our, on our left as a goalkeeper, and they cut back with the ball on the left. The moment that head comes up, that's a cue to drop in your goal another step or two because you know that ball's coming in now, maybe a little bit flighted. So I always tell them you can always go forward quicker than you can always go backward. Right. So I'm, always, I'm like, hey, retreat a step or two, get comfortable in that spot where you know that that backside netting is covered, and they can always come forward and win the ball. If the ball stays on the right foot and they don't pick their head up, you know it's going to be an outswinger uh, compared to an inswinger. So you can always go win that ball in the air. You can inch out a little bit more. So it's just about reading those little cues. I love that. I, I, I love teaching that too. Yeah. yeah I think it's, it's constantly uh... – mentally thinking about the game and what what needs to happen in order to put yourself in the right position um and i think that's the the mental factor that through time um as we progress as a goalkeeper gets better and better so Micah, this has been great so far and i really appreciate the input you've had on everything and i think kind of the next thought here is 
what point in your career did you really start thinking, diving deeper into positioning itself? So like really started thinking about it a lot more? Probably college. Um, okay. Because the reason is because I actually had a full-time goalkeeper trainer. Growing up club, we, I mean, my dad was, whatever I went out and did with my dad was what we did. And I know we had a trainer with, with Delco, but he, I think he came to one practice one time. Um, and I remember we had to go Sunday, Sunday or Saturday mornings. We go work with Mike Curry's as well um, with him. But it, it was harder. It was really hard. I think today, at least at the bigger clubs, there's a lot more goalkeeping training options. So I kind of teach myself growing up. Yeah. Because my dad was a midfielder. He wasn't, he wasn't a goalkeeper. Um, and so it wasn't until college. I had a coach named B.J. Callahan. Um, and he was a great coach, uh, and he's with the with the U.S. men's national team now, which is pretty cool. But um, and just learning and just even having that competition as well, more competition. There was five goalkeepers. There's five of us. So really, just having to think for myself and you know getting more input about hey, you know the ball's over here, it's on his right foot. Like we can push up, we can do all that stuff. So that that's kind of when I started to really develop my game. Yeah, and then kind of building off. Go ahead, Zach. I feel like I'm in the same boat. I mean, me and Mike are kind of from the same area. Uh, for those of you guys who don't know, like, I'm from I'm from Hanover, Pennsylvania, and it's just in the middle of nowhere. Like, York County, there's not it's not a whole lot of resources. So, I mean, now I work for a club here in Pittsburgh. Uh, it's called Beatling, and they have their own goalkeeping coach. You know, like me growing up, I didn't have that. I, I had the same very similar background. You know, my dad was what I had. And it was, you know, I got to a point where – I was like, all right, well, I'm either going to do this and make some more saves and start to learn more myself, or I'm not going to continue to progress. So kind of in the same boat. And Cole, I think you're, you're kind of similar too. Yeah. I mean, I had, I had, um, lucky was able to work with Todd Hoffer a little bit on kind of the one v one side of things. And he really broke down a lot of that stuff for me, but no, didn't have a dedicated, um, goalkeeper person really growing up. And it was, it's difficult when you don't, when you don't have the, that at a club or, yeah, but obviously you're seeing it more and more now with some of these higher level clubs that they have multiple goalkeeping people on staff that um, can do sessions and stuff like that. But kind of talking that coaching side of things, Michael, when do you start really diving in as a coach? At what age do you really start diving in as a coach to that positioning side of things? Yeah, there's always this debate about when people should specify as goalkeeper. I don't know if I have an answer to that. Um, I don't want to dig myself in a hole either. <laughs> I think what where I stand is I think you should always – um, you should always develop every aspect of your game. You know, the same with kids at U nine. You're not gonna stick them as a center back. You know, if if you are and stick them solely at center back that whole year, then you're doing a terrible job as a coach. Um, honestly, it, you should always be changing positions, um, trying new things. Um, and you as a as a player, if you know, coming from a player perspective. Um, if I'm a striker and I love playing offense, um, I love scoring, but then you stick me back on defense, it gives you a different perspective on things and you start to learn and you kind of see through different lenses and stuff. And that helps you develop as, as a player. So, um, you know, as a, as a goalkeeper, especially in today's game, like we were talking about earlier is how they have to be good with their feet. If you at a young, too young of an age, they're playing full time and goal and not getting any, you know, outfield or experience 
you're doing a detriment to their game to um, everything. So um, there, you can just tell there's always kids. There's like, yeah, there's U9 kids that just, they have that they come ready and their gloves are ready on before, you know, practice even starts like Pumingo, Pumingo. So you always have those kids that want to be goalkeeper from the start. So, um, so I don't know the exact age. I didn't start probably specifying until U16, honestly. Um, at least full time. That that was when I made the switch to Delco. So, yeah. um, I wasn't good enough to play on the field with Delco. So, um, <laughs> that that's when I was starting to play full time in in goal. Um, but every it, it all just depends. I just encourage as a coach, you always work on every aspect of the game. Right, and I and then yeah, I, I think I I agree with that. I think it's it's something that it's important to kind of get all aspects of the game as much as you can, and then. Um, who knows what that that right time is to go ahead and specify. Yeah, I, mean, um, I, I tried as hard as I could to be a goalkeeper as much as I could, but I always got rotated out for someone else to at least try it. You, you know, even mm-hmm. I was all the way through it into high school. You know, I had a, my freshman year, we had a really good goalkeeper. I was like, I'll play the field. I don't care. Like, help. it takes a good uh, goalkeeper to know how to stand forward, right? But it also takes a really good forward to know how to beat a goalkeeper. So you can learn a lot from both positions. I think you can yeah. definitely see different, different perspectives and – um, man, I, Cole, dude, Darian was just, we just talked to him, right? Uh, yep. we record these things out of order, but we, we, we talked to Darian. He's a, a USL goalkeeper for Charleston battery. And he played a game on the field against Minnesota United. So like, cause they were out of subs and they needed to throw someone on, you know, like, so I think, yeah, it doesn't really matter the level. I think you should always be understanding other positions and, and at least try them and play them a little bit, you know? Yeah. So and I want to kind of, a. I think kind of one of the last two questions I have here and kind of thoughts is when we're coaching positioning from the goalkeeping perspective. So we're talking about their position when they're in the goal. I think a lot of times we've got to start thinking about it more in game like situations. We can't necessarily script and say, we're going to put a ball here. And I think there's a time and a place where Mike, and you kind of talked about this earlier is saying, okay, we're going to place the ball here. What, what should our positioning be? And I think that's a great start and it's a great way to kind of get an idea for what, what's the goalkeeper's knowledge? What do they know about where they should be? But once we kind of dive into that, we break that down. I think it's important that we start developing these game-like situations and doing more realistic ideas within it instead of just having a stagnant ball and we're hitting it from that spot and making a goalkeeper move. But more working, and especially when you have more goalkeepers with you, it's easier that we can say, okay, we're going to start a ball, I don't know, on the just outside the 18, and it's going to be a driven ball across the top of the box and having the goalkeeper move from that starting position to the next position to get ready for the shot. And I think that's, that's important. And I, I kind of want to know your thoughts on that, Mike, and where, what types of things might you look to do with your goalkeepers um, to work on that kind of realistic positioning? Yeah, ideally in goal, goalkeeper training, you shouldn't be hitting a still ball. I know there's times and place for that. Um, but even just that little touch that you do, imagine just hitting crosses. I take a little touch. That little touch is going to change how I position myself in, in the goal. Um, so just constantly, again, going back to your point of constantly moving. So, yeah, I, I fully agree with you that we try to make it as realistic as we can in everything we do. Yeah. Zach, what about you? Yeah, I think hitting a moving ball is critical. Rarely, is, you know, are you talking about a dead ball situation? And when you do that, I think that's just a different uh, decision-making process that you go through. So mentally, I feel like if you're developing positioning, you need to be hitting a moving ball 
I'm always taking that first little touch makes that goalkeeper just move like that, that little half step. You know, I, I know a lot of those little in- intricacies that we do in goalkeeping coaching is talking about shortening our steps compared to longer steps. We try to make things short and sharp. Uh, so little movements I think is critical and, 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 you know, and trying to vary that up a little bit every now and then. And I, yeah, the moving ball just does that always on a consistent basis. So I agree with it, hundred yeah. percent. I think in, um, in training, imagine we're just taking a shot. We're doing shot, shot, shot stopping, and positioning, angle play, stuff like that. Um, having them start out of position, having them start on a post, and they have to get into a position is is big because it makes them have to think a little bit, have to get themselves in the right position. And at, with the younger age, with the younger kids, I might stop them. You know, if you have a nine-year-old, stop them. Like, hey, you're out of position. Let's we we need to fix it. But then when we get to the college age, we're like, all right, if you're out of position, we're exposing you. So, um, <laughs> you know, we're putting a top corner. So, no, um, uh, I can, I'm not that good at shooting out there. But um, uh, just, you know, different levels, different different expectations. Yeah. I mean, no, I think- Cole, you've seen tons of sessions, I mean, over the years. And I, I know that you can probably remember a session with, like, Bob Whittison that we would run together, like – you get a first service off the near post, you shuffle to the central goal and get another, you know, service down, the, you know, down the middle or that, and that could, that type of service could change from, you know, uh, a, a, just a right, a lob down the middle of your hands or we're trying to shoot and finish, you know, but just that movement from like start your center goal, slide near post, get a volley to face, slide for a shot, but let you get set. I think change, just changing the angle, even though it's still reps and it's not a whole lot of footwork, it just changes the position and gets your mind on the angles and, and, and prepares you for that shot stopping ability. Yeah. And I think it's your eyes then tracking the ball and finding that next position. So we can prepare ourselves mentally and physically um, for the shot that that's about to happen and get ourselves in that right position, um, which is extremely important. So, but let's go ahead and uh, I think it's been a great conversation, Micah. So let's go ahead and uh, wrap this up with one last question. I think, um, what would be your one piece of advice? And Zach, you can go ahead and hop in on this then too. What would be your one piece of advice um, for goalkeepers or coaches on positioning? Um, yeah, I would thinking from a development standpoint, from the younger age of just to try things, to be out of position. So to extend your range, as, you know, and make mistakes, because that's how you're going to learn. And, and coaches allowing them to make those mistakes and, welcoming that in training sessions or even in games. Um, and then also just another thought of, at least from my experience, and I see it a lot um, with kids, especially coming into college and just being great shot stoppers. So good positioning um, and shot stopping. And you look at it, it's because growing up, you, that's all you get in practice. You get a ton of rep shooting, all that stuff. So goalkeepers become good shot stoppers, but as a goalkeeper, you have to kind of go the extra mile. You have to have the attitude that I'm going to be first to the field, last to leave, and putting in that extra work of in this. And right now, I'm thinking of crosses. So, making spending 15 extra minutes to work on crosses outside of practice, because um, if you want to get to that next level, that again, going back to when when we're out recruiting, I can every goalkeeper out there is a good shot stopper. Like you, you know that. I mean, you should be. That's why you're in goal. But the next level of, you know, is, is he good enough for, you know, the next level for college or is she good enough? Is where's his positioning? Are they confident in the air? 
are you know they communicating are is is he or she high off your line when in all those situations so get guess it goes back to um you know really try and don't be afraid to make a mistake um as you're developing and to put in the actual work outside of practice to get extra reps especially with crosses yeah that's really good advice um from an older I would say college age, high school age, I would say really push yourself mentally to stay tuned in during games and to think about your, start to develop your positioning from your own development standpoint. You know, I think as I got older through like high school and, and club and stuff, even, even early college, I didn't have a coach to be, to talk to me about positioning. So I had to really think about it. Am I staying connected? Am I on an angle? Am I on the right spot? You know, I, I think it's just about you staying true to your own development as well and owning your own development. Um, but then I think once you get to a point, you need to be reflective and actually, you know, look at, look deeper into it. So film yourself and, and watch that film and try to keep that camera on you so you can see yourself during these different situations and where you're positioned at and, and sit down and have honest conversations, you know, with your coaches and ask them for more feedback if you're not getting feedback that you want. So I think just take a, take a deeper dive and continue, continue to push yourself to learn more about the, about your positioning. And especially as the game and tempo picks up your, your positioning's got to pick up and get quicker. Yeah. So that's my advice for the, the older ones. No, I like that. I like both of them. I think Michael from you, I think it's just not, not being afraid to, to fail and ultimately yeah. kind of push yourself beyond where you think you can be. And then just Zach with you, I think it's just continuing to, kind of dive into as much about positioning as you can and continuing to learn. And um, I think with both of those, it's, it leads for a great recipe of success in the goalkeeping position. So um, awesome. Well, Micah, we really appreciate you coming on today. Um, Zach, as always, thanks. Love you, buddy. And, uh, thanks for uh, joining us on this episode of the Seven Sessions.